You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, on this uh, lovely Monday, Al, how you be, dude? Oh, hi, Jerry. And a couple more details, if you want, from the, uh, my experience with Dan going to the Bruce Springsteen show and how yeah, it was a I disaster. Yeah, I felt bad. Dan sounded like he really had a good time. Oh, I'm sure he did. Most people that are oblivious to the world have a great time I know, but you, you, I guess what threw me off was when you said you thought he might be angry with you. And clearly that wasn't the case at all. Well, he he was angry with me at the end of the night when he wanted to film me. And I said, I gave the finger to his camera and hey. I said, let me watch the show. Oh, you don't have to be so angry. Uh, listen, I'm not a, I told everyone, like, I'm not a pleasure to go to a concert with because I'm there in my own head. To watch the show. To watch the show. And I, and, I, and a lot of people are there to have a party. Yes, that is very true. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think... It's more on me that I'm not there to have a party. I'm there to, like, music to me really should, I guess, be a one-on-one experience where okay. I just listen to, I should just listen to music and not go to music. Or be in a suite by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Or go to a show that I don't have uh, that much... Um, Connection uh, to? Yeah. Like, looking at, uh, we talked about Brian Adams. Yeah. Brian Adams might be fun. I don't have a deep connection to Brian Adams, so I'm right. not going to. But the problem is when the tickets for things are so expensive, you better have a pretty good connection to the music or why are you going? Agreed. People go to get drunk and party. Yeah, but I don't understand that for an expensive ticket. Sure. And especially being down in what they call the pit or the general admission area. How Forget the Dan part of it. How was it watching a show on your feet for like that for a couple of hours? I didn't mind. I, I kind of was used to that and like going to see shows in, in smaller clubs, okay. over, you know, throughout my years. It's tiring. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely get tired. And it, the sooner. sound was good. Yeah, sound was great. It actually be, was super loud. I was going to say, it got to be cool being that close too, though. It was. It's like you could literally see the veins in his arms. I and think that's the, awesome. That was cool. That part was very cool. But uh, you're, you're also surrounded by so many more jackasses. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's just so super. The other thing I found interesting was there were a lot of... Now, again, these tickets are ex- in that section were very expensive. 
whether you bought them on the secondary market or straight up from Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. They were pricey. So to see a number of people, couples that looked like they were 20 years old. Oh, I don't understand, man. I don't get it. I, I don't, don't know either. if they're friends of somebody in the band or behind the scenes because they didn't really appear to know what was going on, and yet they were in the most expensive Oh, you know how many people complain to me about money, and then I see them on wherever, Instagram or wherever it is, and they're on these $12,000 vacations? Yeah. Like, I thought you just couldn't write the check for $92 for a jersey, but you're in Aruba. Yes. What? I know. It's very strange. It's nuts. Yeah. And then well, I know this. Got no money. Season tickets to see the Rangers. Huh? Yeah. And it also reminds me, like, we took issue, I was one of them, with not only Bruce Springsteen, but um, Taylor Swift, which which was that, that why didn't they do something about Ticketmaster right. doing what they call dynamic pricing, which is when the demand is high, Ticketmaster charges more money. Yep. And they're right. Like, why should Bruce Springsteen and Taylor Swift not get that money if if people are going to pay it? Regardless. Regardless. So why should somebody on the secondhand market who has nothing to do with Bruce Springsteen get the profit from those tickets? I guess the question would be is at what point are we getting to too much? I guess when... when it, I didn't think we've... I thought we'd be long past there with too. these numbers, and we're not. We're not. Is $2,000 for a ticket too much? I mean, again, I looked around. The place was packed. I know. I know. It's, so it's... I'm all for, like, this free market system with uh, if if the people are willing to pay it, uh, yeah. keep charging it. I agree. I don't disagree. I think it stinks. That's what brought up my but... thing about similarly when, when the people at Starbucks went on strike. If enough people don't like working at Starbucks, they'll have to change their ways. But if they could keep getting people at minimum wage, why wouldn't they? Right. That is true. It's very strange. Yeah. The other thing Dan did when we first got there, he was five beers in, and uh, we're we're getting in we're in line. It was a, a crazy line to get in. Dan is yelling to people, "I'm drinking his beer." He had an but He's a celebrity. Yeah, that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yes, I know. Because people who don't know who you are, which like, is the overwhelming majority of people, are like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> think he's a celebrity, and you feel like a jackass. Yeah, you feel like a jackass. I agree. I agree. I have friends that do that stuff too, and yeah. it drives me nuts. Yeah, I t- they think they're being funny right. and having fun with it. it. It's not funny. It's not funny. I, I understand. I got but you. I did run into a lot of people when I was trying to find Dan to meet up with Dan. Tons of uh, listeners to the show and That's the podcast our demographic. It was really cool. That is that our part demo. was really nice. That is great. People were very sweet. So you are a celebrity. That's right, Jerry. Uh, other quick thing I forgot to mention, Dan. You know, around there's a there's a part of the stage where there's like a um, a raised path that Bruce Springsteen can walk out on, okay, and walk into the crowd where he's raised up. Mm-hmm. To get Dan decided before the show when he finished one of his many beers, leave an empty can up there. Yeah. Oh, I was kidding. No. <laughs> no. I was joking. No. To which I loved this move. An older woman who was hanging out back there yeah. brought his can back to him. She goes, I think you forgot this can. How about that? He goes, no, I put it up there. Someone will throw it out. <laughs> I said to him, I go, thank you. I go, imagine Bruce Springsteen tears his ACL because he slips on a Dan and Carter beer That's can. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I would throw the... So when you so you drove. I drove, yeah. By the time you got in the car, were, were you just so mad that you ruined the night? When I was leaving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was leaving, I was furious. Wow. I called Gina. I was screaming. 
I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But then afterwards, the next day, I, I had the memories again. You had the memories. I had the good memories. Kind of yeah. like you were screaming in the parking lot yeah. in Newark. I did meet uh, this guy who's been working security for Bruce Springsteen for many years, a former okay. FBI guy. Very listener of the show. I saw him in the, I guess he does security in the in the pit area yeah, where, yeah. Where, at these shows. So he was very, it was very cool. He gave me a heads up of what, you know, special songs of the night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was very nice. I had a nice conversation with him, which was funny because Dan is, Dan was standing behind him used, doing the thing with your hands where, like, the guy's talking too much. <laughs> and you're enjoying the conversation. And I'm enjoying the conversation. And I'm asking him more questions. Oh, boy. And then when I, when that conversation breaks off, Dan comes over. He goes, I swear, he goes, boy, some people have no awareness of what's going on. Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> no, no, he goes, he goes, some people have no self-awareness. I said I was actually enjoying the conversation oh, with this boy. guy. I really thought Friday night was going to go great. Yes, because I like Dan. I think Dan's. I think Dan gets a bad rap. Yes, but I just think the problem is he drinks so much. Yeah, I can see that at I, these events. And you're right because when I had lunch with him, it was after work. It was great. I'm like, this is a good dude. You yep. Know? But I've never dealt with him drunk except for at our shows. Right. When he gets himself in trouble and then he can't come participate. Right. So. I think I was somewhere in the middle there. All right. Fair enough. Um, what else do I have for you, Jerry? Oh, there's a, I know I always tell you this, a new Netflix documentary. Oh, God almighty. This one is on the the Boston Marathon bomber. Yeah. And again, here's the weird thing. This happened in 2013. Ten year, actually, I think it's 10 years ago. Today? Uh, April 13th. So it was a couple days ago. Okay. Or no, April 18th. It's tomorrow. Okay. I, April 18th of 2013. And they're running now, right? Uh, yes. And I guess this is why I put it now 10 years later. Again, the footage and the people they talk to in these documentaries is unbelievable how they get this stuff. But again, this was only 10 years ago. We were here doing the show. Yeah. I don't know. I knew none of these. I don't recall any of these details. It was, I feel so like, what am I, why do I not retain this stuff? uh, My guess would be. When this is all you do, yeah. I th- so remember, I always tell you I do these games, and I don't remember the details a half hour after the game's over. Yeah, I legit whether it's good, bad, sad, terrible, whatever word you want to use, I think we consume so much, and it's more than four hours a day because it's the prep that goes into it. It's the hour beforehand. Not in thirteen, it wasn't, but yeah, now it is. I think you're dealing with six, seven hours a day of nothing but sports stories. That a lot of crap just blends. It just does. It and I know mean, we we talked a lot about it. Of course we did. Because, but we also talked a lot about last year's Super Bowl. Yeah. Who played in it? Not the one that just ended. I last year. No idea. Right. Top of your head, yet you were there. Mm-hmm. Not at the game, but you were there all week. We covered the teams. We right. spent a week discussing it. The, the, their wins leading up to it. We talked about the game the next day. And it's just, it's gone. It was a Super Bowl. This wasn't a right. week three game. Right. It was the Rams. Remember, they won the Super Bowl. If you say so, Jerry. Right. It was the Rams. I, yeah, last year. I don't even Rams. know. Yeah. I do not even know. And the know. Rams were bad this year. Remember Beckham tore his oh, right. ACL before, during the yes. game, the first quarter? Yes, yes. But I, I really do believe that's part of it. I think we just got so much going on. It just gets <laughs> not lost. It's just the details get fuzzy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, here's another, uh, this is uh, political, but in a, in a good way, I think. I think. I think it's very interesting to see how our presidents react to huge tragedy. Now, we got the George Bush after 9-11. Yeah. Like, he got on TV, and he was pissed, right? Yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, he was great. And, like, he, people didn't like George Bush, and then that happened, his reaction to it. People, they they showed on in this documentary that when Obama was president, and he went to Boston after this, he was pissed. Mm-hmm. And it came across so, like, a real leader. Yeah. Pissed off, we're going to get these guys. Mm-hmm. They did this to the wrong city. Like he was, and you could like tell he was like angry, yeah. pissed off. I love to see that. I saw that's I, what I want in a president, a guy who could get pissed off. I saw Obama, a clip of Obama recently. Yeah, I don't know who he was talking for. Maybe it was a rally for Biden. I don't even know, but I only caught like thirty seconds of it, and I'm like, I miss this guy. Right, he looks like a president. Yes, he talks like a president. And you know what, Al? At the end of the day, I don't know what the hell he did. I, re- I don't. Right, but I knew. When I looked at him, I actually felt like we had a guy running the country yes. and knew what the hell he was doing. Right. Here's the president. These last eight years, I don't know what the hell's gone on. Yeah, there's something to Good be said bad. for, like, even the other countries to look at you and go, yes, there's a president. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, I felt that way about Bill Clinton. Yes, very presidential looking. George Bush Sr. was very yes. presidential and looking. And I thought Bush Jr. didn't look like that until 9-11. Right. And then all of a sudden looked and acted the part. I don't know it ended badly again for him, but there was a time his approval rating was off the charts for about two years there. But I'm with you. Like, I'm not, and Trump did great things. I'm not saying he didn't. He also divided a lot of people, too. He's a crazy guy. But I do feel like people around the world looked at him like, that's a lunatic. Now we got a guy who looks like he can't put a sentence together. Where's Obama? Can he run again? The other weird thing, too, is like Rudy Giuliani, like after 9 11, who everyone. And now he's like kind of a weird He's, uh, he's weird become dude. like a caricature of himself. Yeah. Older. Something's happened Man, there. Gotta, I don't know what. Something's happened you there. You got to do your quality years and then get out. Yeah. Like out of a public uh That's why like for the Republicans eye. like DeSantis. Yeah. He at least looks the part to yeah, me. Yeah, he looks like a... Like a right, Again, he might president. be a schmuck. I don't right. know. But he looks like... I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, you can't have a president who's 100 years old. No. You can't have a crazy guy. Like... And these are not big asks, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. We didn't. We didn't ask you to to solve world hunger yeah. or to 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 find the cure for cancer. Yeah. We're saying don't be a lunatic or an old guy. <laughs> yeah, like we, like I want other countries to look at our president and go, I don't going to screw around with like this guy is, uh, like this guy is measured and will. Screw us up if we yeah. do them wrong. Right. Yeah, remember we when, need that. Remember on the show I said I I said Biden was like 80? Yeah. I remember Mark like he called you immediately. He's not 80. Correct him. He's only 73 or whatever it was at the time. Okay. He looks like he's 80 yeah, he's and he acts old. like he's 80. He's a very old fella. He sure seems like it. Then I wanted you to... I, I tweeted something on uh, over the weekend, which I actually got thoughtful, real responses to, wow. which was so shocking to me, Jerry. I've not got many of those. Yeah, me neither. 
I'm not even sure why I even thought to float this out there. I retweeted somebody, a doctor's tweet, and I asked, what are your thoughts on this tweet? Okay. And I got very nice, very good responses. And the tweet I retweeted was a, a doctor saying, fat shaming is harmful and unacceptable. At the other extreme, obesity normalization ignores the strong association with metabolic dysfunction, hypertension, diabetes, heart attack, stroke, Alzheimer's, and cancer. So I wanted to, and then the, the person who tweeted this put up like a picture that says, telling an obese person with health issues not to lose weight because they're beautiful is like telling an alcoholic not to stop drinking because they are fun. Mm-hmm. And I got some really nice thought out responses to that yeah. from people. I said, so they have those shows, Thousand Pound Sisters, yeah. 600. And I guess it was Saturday. Was it Saturday night? I forget. But Kim and I were watching TV and she was flicking around and she saw one of those. And I said, I just, my take was, I don't understand the popularity of these. They're going to die young. And they're celebrating. It's weird. Some episodes, not that I watch it a lot, but you know, Kim has seen it and I'll watch a couple minutes with her here and there. And there are some where they're, you know, they get themselves all dressed up and they're talking about how beautiful they are and they love their bodies. Other episodes, they're crying. They're so emotional because yeah. they know they're in bad shape. And I'm thinking, like, that's the perfect example. We're putting them on TV. We're celebrating it. But it's they have no chance to live a full life. Right. It's sad. I actually think those shows are on TV to make you feel better about yourself when you're watching. Because you could watch and go, oh, I may be 30 pounds overweight. I'm not 1,000 pounds. Yes. I I don't know why those shows are on TV, to be quite honest. I don't. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, I I think the the point of it was like, okay, fat shaming, clearly don't do that. But you can't celebrate unhealthy an unhealthy lifestyle. It just doesn't make sense. Right. You want to be that, that's fine, but we don't have to applaud it. I mean, you are you are going to put yourself in a casket a lot sooner than yes. you should. Right. I mean, at least the, the, the stats would show that. Correct. There are certain outliers that might be very heavy into their 70s and 80s, I guess. Yeah. Mo- you don't see a lot of 80-year-old, 300-pound people. You do not. It's not, but you, your heart can't handle it. Right. Yeah, no, it's, I know, I know. It's a, it's a very, it's an interesting balance not to shame people, but also not to applaud it. Correct. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. There's no need to go to the ex- either extreme. No. Of like trash somebody. No, or, sh- no. This is awesome. Right. Good job by you. How about somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the middle. Because I was in the, uh, I actually went to the uh, Short Hills Mall. That is a bougie-ass mall, Jerry. Is it? I don't think I've ever been there. Oh, my gosh. It's way high-end stores for the mm-hmm. most part. And then they have some other regular mall stores thrown in there. Okay. But there's, like, a lot of high-end, like, just... Uh, Louis Vuitton. Yeah, like, things like that. Like, a whole store of just Louis Vuitton bags. Gucci. Gucci's in there. Sure. Like, it's just high-end. And <clears throat> we just... Gina and I happened to be up that way for her school. So we were like, let's stop in and see if we could find anything for this boomer... Um, uh, Event. Event. We both, well, I'll put myself, I did. We were walking by, um, what's the lounge? Victoria's Secret. Yeah. And I stopped dead. Like, I, I like to take a peek into Victoria's Secret when I walk by. I like to see women looking at panties, Jerry. You know what I mean? I'm like everybody else, red-blooded American. I took a glance in there. 
I stopped dead in my tracks, staring in the store. All of the mannequins were obese. Really? Yes. Obese mannequins. I've never seen that. Um, with lingerie. Huh. It was crazy. I've never seen that. And all the times I've passed by, I've never yeah, noticed that. I think this is a new thing they're doing. Well, if you watch TV, and you don't see commercials anymore because yeah. you just stream, but on television, a lot of these commercials now are heavy people. Yeah. Like uh, NYX, is that the women's new uh, underwear commercial that you see? I don't know bras? that NYX bras. I think that's K-N-I-X, I believe it's okay. called. Okay. Um, most of the models, actresses in the, in those commercials yeah. are heavy. Yeah. You don't, you don't see it's actually, here's what I've noticed watching channels like Ion pop, all these shows that have the NCISs and the blue the bloods running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they run seasons at a time. Yeah. A lot of, um, a lot of gay couples, a lot of mixed race couples and a lot of heavy people. Yeah. And it's almost as if you, if you just see. A normal white couple, normal black couple, family, you know, whatever, in in good shape. That's rare now. You really see everything else, which is fine. I mean, it's definitely different, you know, but that's noticeable. Yeah. The last year or so, I would say. Yeah, I was actually, I even said to Gina, because we were in Nordstrom's and they had not plus size mannequins. And I said, this actually looks strange to me because most of the places I go now, the mannequins are plus size mannequins. Mm. I didn't think I'd see it exclusively at Victoria's Secret uh, where really there weren't non-heavy mannequins. Yeah. That would be a five for me that'd be a first. I've never yeah. seen that. Well, it was a first for me. That's why it stopped me dead in my tracks. I hear you. Surprised you didn't do a clever uh, social media. Oh, I didn't know what to do, Joe. I don't want to offend anybody. You did well. Anybody nothing. upset. You did nothing. I did nothing. You did exactly what you should have done. It did throw me off. A couple of things over the years with mannequins threw me off. One, we suddenly started cutting their heads off. <laughs> mannequins have no heads. Right? I guess. Yeah. Secondly, we started giving mannequins nipples. That has become right? a thing. Yes. So you'll be like in a women's section. And, and the you mannequins, see a guy who's aroused. <laughs> yeah. Because the mannequins have pokies go, poking through their shirts. <laughs> so true. There's a lot changed over the years in the mannequin industry. A lot has changed. You thought it was just the mannequins that you uh, saw in the 2000s? No. We either, Nothing is the same as the 2000s anymore. We either They either have no heads or they have space that look like aliens. My goodness. Alien heads. That is just funny. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Jerry. That's it? Yeah, that's all we got. It's fine. I just spoke for four hours. I'm good. Let's do the warm-up program. I did that with CeeLo today, but uh, Gio is back tomorrow, so you'll be back tomorrow in the warm-up chair, Jerry. You want to laugh? Yes. You know what just popped up on the AP feed? What's that? And this is not the thing. This is just ironic. Nothing's listening to us. It literally just popped up at uh, 21 after the hour. French rioters storm Louis Vuitton company. After we just spoke That is up. bizarre there's over still, pension reform. They're still rioting in France over that stuff? Yes, so. It just came up literally moments ago. Hmm. Ha! That's wild. Anyway, yes, you and CeeLo, which I did enjoy. I listened to a lot of it. I enjoy uh, CeeLo. We, we, we're both talkers. He does hour. a good job. Yeah. I mean, better on that Peter Schwartz that day, Jerry. Did you hear that one? Uh, Peter? Oh, Peter? Peter? <laughs> I did hear Peter, that Peter? one. Well, I'll be back tomorrow. I will say I, I am sure that I overcompensate when Peter's in here because I wasn't I haven't worked with him a lot, so I probably sure. talk a lot more than he's probably normal. trying to find his way. Yes, I, I'm sure I don't give him much of a window other than just stopping dead and going, Peter. 
<laughs> well, in fairness, there was three seconds of silence. Because <laughs> I did one of those things like that reporters do to athletes. I made a statement and yes. stopped. I didn't ask him a question. I know you didn't. But, I, you were, but there's a difference when you're trying to have a conversation. Yeah. It doesn't, you're not interviewing Peter. No. You're supposed to be having a conversation. Yes. So say something. <laughs> All right, Jerry, warm up next. Yeah.